0: A very good morning to you. Welcome to uh, Breakfast with Patton Heels. It's brought to you by Burbank Homes, the builder you can trust. You can bank on Burbank and the all-new Hyundai Kona, imagined to be bold. Heels, is there anything left in the heat merchandise cabinet?
1: Ah, uh, no. Because <laughs> you've I've got, got the, it all. I've got the media polo on today, haven't I? Um, I had my Bulls Masters shirt on. Uh, when I woke up this morning, mm-hmm. when I got up this morning, because I'm going up to Caloundra to play the uh, Bulls Masters Golf Day, mm-hmm. and then I thought, hang on, hang on, I've, I'll be, I've got to look for my heat jumper. Mm-hmm. And I, then I realised that's in the car. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's the polo. <laughs> Whack it on. Yeah. So I've got the whew, nice little Nike number. with have got all our sponsors on there and supporters who are all revved up for tomorrow night.
0: Yeah, there's just a little bit of sniping between these
1: two yes. teams, isn't there? Yeah, they're not mm. totally comfortable. I think it stemmed from something last year when Adelaide beat us out of the semi final. And they went through to the final and won, and we
0: weren't in there. They've been our jinx team. Um, hey, look, hey. It's, it's a huge. No, what are you talking about? Well, they knocked us out the last couple of years, haven't they? No. no let, what, last year.
1: Surely not the year before.
0: Well, I thought 2021 as well. Yeah. Oh, I don't
1: know. <laughs> well, you can lose the semi. What, in the semi, you mean? I'm not sure. Yeah. I'll have to have a check on that. I don't like just throwing out the word jinx team. <laughs> we can beat them, but that's, it's going to take some good play. My gloves off today will be how we beat Adelaide. Mm. Or what you've got to do to be competitive against Adelaide.
0: Well, we've got Laura Harris on. Yep.
1: Yeah. She's a big part of my planning gloves off.
0: We'll, okay. Right. We'll keep her informed.
1: I, yeah, I don't want to inform her too much.
0: Hey, uh, she might
1: punish the coach.
0: I'm a little bit sleep deprived, obviously. I didn't get home from the uh, sports start. Who won? Well, uh, the swimmers just had a night
1: out. A day? Yes. Right, eh? We sort of half hinted They don't at that get mistake. many nights out, so that's good well, they no, got the, one. Well, the
0: swimmers weren't there. No, I know. They were at yeah, home. You know. Yeah. I know
1: it was a, an analogy.
0: Well, one of our faves, good golly, Miss Molly. Right. Molly O'Callaghan, so the 19-year-old prodigy. She beat out 14 other stars for the top gong for our Sports Star of the Year. Right. And I tell you what, she joins an elite. I didn't know this, uh, and I've been working on this function for you know, well over two <laughs> decades, but she becomes Molly. Keep your notes. I know. Molly becomes only the fourth athlete to win the junior and then go on to win the senior Sports Star of the Year. Righto. Well, yeah, probably two years apart. Yeah. She's look, only 19 now. Yeah, well. When did she
1: win the junior? Last year?
0: No, it would have been three. But <laughs> well, 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 Flynn Southam the gun freestyler yeah. from the coast, he went back-to-back back in the junior. Yeah, so, so what's he He's 18 to... now, isn't he? Yeah, so Molly yeah, so would have had to win a couple of years so Come on, Flynn, you're going to
1: win the Sports Star Award next mm. year. Well,
0: and let's hope so, after back Paris. To back
1: juniors and senior.
0: Yeah, let's hope he's flying by That's Paris. That's
1: a very proud achievement, Molly. Well done. Yeah, well, Queensland Sports Star of the Year. The other three, Jodie and did Henry? I not get that? You know what? when I made my 200s in, in a row. Uh, 161 against the West Indies, 134 against England. Uh, I wonder if they're in the one one type sure. season.
0: I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, unfortunately, I'm not a judge. Uh, so you can't blame me for this one. And
1: I'm, uh, what am I, 28 years late?
0: <laughs> I don't think they were going to 38
1: years late. No, <laughs> 35 years late, whinging about it.
0: Well, as I said, she's the fourth athlete to win the junior and then go on to win the senior. Jodie Henry, Jason Day and Ash Barty. A pretty elite list, isn't
1: it? G J Day must have had a good junior year followed by a pretty well, not so, yeah, okay. So it could have been fifteen years yeah, later. Two years
0: yeah, later. Okay. Yeah. And Molly O was Would have also been 2015
1: part fifteen he won it, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, when he had when he won everything. Yeah. Uh Molly O was also part of the winning team, the champion team. So the women's four by two hundred metre freestyle team. So there was, you know, obviously a heap of nominations there, including the, the both origin sides, men and women. Uh, winners of their respective series this year, mm. um, Lions and, and uh, Bronx, yes, obviously reaching grand finals. But yeah, this team did everything. Uh, they went in against the the vaunted USA side and uh, smacked their bottoms. Um, and all of them from St Peter's Western under Dean Boxall, <laughs> so they're world champs, world record holders. They beat the Yanks by four seconds. So yeah, and then as I said, Flynn Southam was our junior, Curtis McGrath, the fourth time. Yeah. Our athlete with a disability, he just keeps winning that. He yeah. just keeps going on and on. Billy Slater, coach of Have we got any others?
1: What's he up against here? Queensland all abilities type of athletes. What do we got? Uh,
0: like, like, you know, Dylan
1: yeah, Alcott would have been a, yeah. a great challenger if he was a Queenslander. Quite a few swimmers. Yes. In, in, in oh, that, that LaKeisha as Patterson. As well. Yes. Um, Brennan Hall. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, Billy Slater was our coach of the year. Belinda Sharp the referee, who became the sports officiator of the year. And when I read out her stats, she's had a phenomenal year. World Cup finals, origin matches, you know, NRL, solo referee, NRL, just sensational. Yes. Um, and then we, had, you know, we obviously introduced uh, our Hall of Famers, who I, I mentioned yesterday, Sam Trimble, and uh, Glenn Trimble spoke really well. Johnny Lang was was re- uh, really touched by it. Uh, Jodie Purvis, um, Tracy Freeman and John McCoy, my old mate. He was fantastic. But I tell you what, one of the highlights of the night, Heels, the the Trevor Hendy. Yes. Oh, boy. What a life. Yeah? What's, well, he, what's, he what's he done? Well, I mean, just the rock star life that when he was, like, winning everything in Iron Man, he was in Baywatch <laughs> with Pamela Anderson and David Hasselhoff, you know. And, and was and it the, filmed
1: over there or were they I uh, think here so, doing yeah. a, an well, I'm
0: not sure whether they're here or not, but like it said, you know, David Hasselhoff is so-and-so, so-and-so. Pamela Anderson is... Trevor Hendy himself. Yes. <laughs>
1: and did he have um yeah, the Red Budgie? I I'm, well,
0: I'm not I sure. So. Um he and he played in a band with other Ironmen Men that were the lead in group to the Beach Boys for three 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 concerts around oh, Australia at the time. What's and his strength? What's his facet?
1: What? Of music. Does he I sing, play sure. drums or guitar? Or I don't know what he did. Okay. But um, what about? Uh, and he never won Curly Curly Gold, did he? That was Leechy
0: mainly. Yeah. And Grant Kenny was in the movie. But I will tell you, the other thing he can do, he can hold his breath underwater for five minutes. <laughs> he walked across Talabunga Creek with a rock, uh, with a rock, holding a rock up last night. So it walk no, <laughs> uh, walking on the on the ocean bed, five minutes. What
1: with a rock weight but, weighing, yeah, with him the down. weighing him down. Um, is is this a fun thing to do? <laughs> well, <laughs> what did he do it for? Well, see, these elite athletes just like to challenge themselves. Well, that's how. Yeah. Well, they can get they can get locked under in rips and stuff, can't mm. they? Like the big wave surfers have got this lung capacity too. Yeah. But why, did, yeah, why no, did he do yeah? No, just because they wanted to. And done. he devised that right. that. Um, and did he? Uh, does he
0: continue to coach Ellie Day? He's at Surface Paradise. Yeah, he's the yeah. boss of Surface Paradise. He's a press there now. Um, yeah. Look, he's just, uh, he was such an entertainment. He, yeah. And Crash just lit him beautifully. Uh, you know, Crash just threw the bait out. And they'd obviously pre you know, pre Chat about, about it. Yeah.
1: Where, um, where do you want me
0: to get you? Yeah. Hey, we'd love you to join us this morning. There's so much to talk about. We've got a couple of big grand finals for our uh, our women coming up over the weekend. Suncorp Home Resilience Open Line, 13 13 55. We're going to talk to a Lions great, Kate McCarthy, who's now doing a wonderful job as a commentator. She'll join us. Uh, or the text line is 0467 736 736. Uh, Johnny Cartwright's going to join us. Wrap for him back within the Blues fold as Madge Maguire has uh, given the job to coach New South Wales. And one of his assistants will be John Cartwright. So that's brilliant.
1: Uh, the BBL, yes, they're starting to get it, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: I, I reckon they've got the right team around them this year. Well, I, we also, don't really know how big their team's been in the past, do we? Like, it's just Brandy yeah. Brandy, and Freddie got talked about.
0: They were the two f- uh, faces. On now they've yeah. got
1: four. But they would have had four yeah. in the past. So I don't know why they've... Either, they've either made it more significant or they're now talking about a whole team structure.
0: Yeah, so we've had it confirmed, obviously, that Michael Maguire will take over after he had to give up the Kiwi job. He, he maintained that he probably could have done both. Um, he becomes the 16th coach of New South Wales and this is just after he took the Kiwis to that 30-0 belting of Australia in the uh, Pacific Championships final. Uh, But he'll have John Cartwright, Matt King, uh, Brett White, uh, who's down at the Titans. They're all premiership winners and, of course, the great Frank Panisi, who's been running the show at Melbourne Storm for Mm. 100 years. Um, actually, you did a lunch yesterday with uh, with Reno and um, and uh, Hodgie, didn't you? And you said Renault's a big rap on uh, on Matt King.
1: Yeah, massive Hodgie. influence on him and, yeah. and the way he became a a better player. So so and Brett White down there at Titans. I don't think we've ever heard anything bad about him. No, well, so it's, they've got good. They've got uh, uh, good candidates there, and I'm sure the New South Wales team under Freddie wasn't ever bad. Yeah. So they just got how different is it and. Uh, you know, they've got a good one, just yeah. like Queensland have. So they're, they're still not – they still don't quite get it for mine, New South Wales Rugby League. What? They've trodden uh, the, in the announcement of all this big news yesterday. What? They sort of said the expectations are immediate success. Like <laughs> uh, in case they've got complacent already or something. What? Like what is that? And a multi-year contract, that's what Freddie couldn't get, and our expectations are immediate ex- success.
0: Hey – leave the success to us. Yeah, that's The coaching exactly right. staff, not, not the admin. So, oh. ridiculous. Well, Matt just said that he's obviously very keen to, to take the job and, and test himself at this level.
2: Oh, definitely. That's why I, I jump into it, and that's why I've been very keen to um, you know, coach at this level. Uh, I, I really enjoy it. As you know, Jimmy, we've had many discussions on a Monday about talking about uh, coaching a, an international team, but now I, I get to coach the state, um, which you know I've obviously supported since uh, a young pup. Um, you know, and we've talked about many a greats, uh greats throughout the years that have played in that jersey, and to be able to bring a team together of uh, the best players at this present moment to to create something that uh, is very special for so many people is uh, something that obviously I enjoy doing, and you know, I've been very fortunate to be able to to collect a very good uh, – or bring together a very good staff that uh, I've had quite a bit to do with over time. Um, so we'll all know and understand our roles, which then you know, creates the environment for the players to be at their best. And you know, I always come from a coaching point of view of being able to create an environment that's best for the players uh, so they can express themselves when they play because obviously uh, winning is a big part of what this uh, space is all about.
0: And that's why we love doing it. Yeah, a lot of words there. Yeah, eh? good on him. A lot of words. You know what surprised me? Uh, He's only 49. Yeah. It feels like he's been around for 100 years, Mads Maguire, doesn't it? But he's only, yeah, he's only 49.
1: 49 is pretty old.
0: (laughs) What? what, uh, (laughs) Uh,
1: A a lot of words, as I said, you know, it's behaviours they've got to get. Uh, Um, And what do you think the key to coaching New South Wales
0: is? I don't think there's any keys. Hills, honestly, you look at these matches uh, and even in our decade of dominance, you know, so many series were decided 2 1. Mm-hmm. There's not a struck match between these sides. There's incidents in matches that affect the, the final outcome. Mm. There's no key in that success we had. Well, what yeah. What was it? Well,
1: I mean, we, we had four of the best of all time. Right. The yeah. good tick. That, Mrs. That, Marsh tick. That, that helped. Right. Yeah, that helped. Have New South Wales ever, well, got, ever put them together? Oh, yeah. Look, Cleary and those guys, look, they'll be White, all right. The, what guys?
0: Well, Tedesco. Yeah, good. Yeah. Tick, Mrs. Marsh,
1: right. Lu- Luai? now.
0: Lou, I injured. Yeah, but he won. He won. He's won three grand finals. Ay, yeah, yeah.
1: This is Origin, mate. <laughs> There's another thing they don't get. Origin players are different to clubbies, mm. right? The spine of Queensland is the key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and they all played nearly 40 games consecutively. I know. The I New know. New South all that. Wales spine has not been together for more than. Ten games. Remember last year? Yes. Who didn't play last two years? And Freddie in Freddie's last two years, who was he without? I don't know. Latrell, Turbo.
0: Yeah, they were both injured.
1: Exactly. Mm. Loui got injured. Mm. Cleary missed the game last year. That that can't happen. If that happens, you're not going to win, right? So, as he said, getting best team on the park that's mm. the key. Well, they that's they not don't get there, well, it does for Queensland. That's what I'm saying. Not always. In the When's the last time we've lost a massive player that's not available for origin? Well, There's the difference right there. Carlin Ponger springs to mind. Yeah, and we had Reece Walsh ready to go.
0: Mm, right, so, it turned out that he was... So
1: th- the best players, or close to your best players, have to be very, very durable. Okay. And traditionally, New South Wales
0: aren't. Okay. The gospel according to the key. St. Ian. This I'm helping Mr. Maguire. It's <laughs> 6.17. Vanessa's sitting here completely bemused because she only cares about the Lions.
3: Well, yes, absolutely. Look, what a big weekend for our women's team and a big day actually for fans of AFL and cricket today with the news about where they Ooh. will play their games while the Gabba is being demolished. We
0: haven't even discussed this I yet. know. You haven't mm. got
3: to it yet, but the state government has Finally, made a decision and said yes, it will be RNA. But there's a bit of a sore point because the government says we do want to build a 20,000 seat bespoke stadium in the RNA showgrounds oh. for that four year period while the GABA is uh, redeveloped. But they say we'll put in 45 million. Um, the Lions, Queensland Cricket, RNA, Brisbane City Council. How about you guys cover the other one hundred million? Oh. And that wasn't really part of the initial plans deal. I don't think so. Look, I think there's a bit of negotiating still to come on that. Um, but good news for fans, I think RNA was the the choice that a lot of people wanted, just in terms of proximity. We didn't want to go to the Gold Coast, you know. That yeah, there mm. were there were. Lots of factors going for all the different options, mm. but, um, yeah, I think it's it's good they've come to a decision.
1: Well, yeah. I reckon cricket, not, neither cricket or football are happy and mm. neither of them are attending the press release this morning.
3: No, mm. no. So, the, so I'm the not government sure this will... is going to go
1: ahead. No.
3: <laughs> the government is standing up this morning to give more details, but yes, you're right. The I pictures in the paper them look good.
1: The stadium looks good. Stadium the stadium looks great. But so did the one at QE2. Uh, Interesting <laughs> though too.
3: that they're doing a 20,000 seat facility for this period, but then for the actual Olympics equestrian venue, it that's it won't be the same. They're doing a 12,000 seat mm. venue for that. So there'll be extra kind of mm. construction needed for that. So for
1: five or six years, Maddie asked a good question this morning, where's the Ecker going to go? Yeah.
3: Well, no, well, the, the Ecker are will playing stay. Carlton. No. The lions are
1: playing Carlton. The cows are got to go somewhere oh, else. I have a feeling the lions will have to go somewhere <laughs> else for
3: that. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Well, where the
1: bulls? Where's their bulls? Yes. The I'm ecker? sure Maybe you will. The Ecker might change yeah. its time of the year. No, it won't. Between footy no, and neither. cricket. No,
3: they won't. Yeah? Why not? No, because the ecker has been running for 120 so years.
1: is footy. No. Yeah,
3: I know. But anyway, no. He's in an
0: argumentative move? Because the mood RNA,
3: because the RNA owns it, mm. and so and, and they're
1: willing to put in fifteen million apparently. Mm.
3: Yeah, well, it's so in there. then
0: we've only got $85 to find. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes.
3: um, what else has happened? Okay, look, um, there's been a shark attack up north and uh, this was quite an interesting story. A 21-year-old man, far north Queensland, he was uh, um, swimming in Cluck Island off Cape York and a bull shark, he thinks it's a bull shark, uh, just bit him on the arm and shoulder. It was very lucky. He was able to get help on the scene. He was transferred to a larger boat. Then they called the helicopter um, to come and get him and then he was taken to Cairns. So it was quite a journey. Mm. Um, But they said the first aid given on the scene by these bystanders who put a tourniquet around his arm has probably saved his life. So a very lucky day for him. Mm -hmm. And look, Australians most sought after overseas summer holiday destination Mm. has been revealed. It's changed. Aussies used to really love Bali, Fiji, those kind of island destinations. But no, the latest stats say we're wanting to go to Japan and Tokyo Osaka and Kyoto are among the top five searched-for destinations for Aussies having a getaway.
1: Okay. Not necessarily gone to, just searched for.
3: Yeah, just what okay. they're interested in. Yes. Okay.
0: All right, we've got to take a break. It's lovely to see you. We might chat before the end of the show as well, I okay. think. Okay. It's uh, 6.21. Savannah Fitzpatrick's joining us. Um, I would imagine a fair week of celebrations oh. for the Blaze. They took the double in the Hockey One Championship. Savannah, a very good morning to you. Morning, guys. Thanks for having me. So, is so, is pink appropriate as a play into our sports show? Do you think?
4: Yeah, I was. I was actually thinking you were going to make some sort of joke about that, but I, it never came. So, yeah, I think it's appropriate.
1: Yes, that's all. Let's move on to hockey now, Patty. We've got we've got the tick, <laughs> Mrs. My <Marsh> stick. <Please>. <coughs> hey, dang, thank you. Um, hey, Savannah, were Brisbane underdogs in both finals, men's and women's?
4: Um, I mean. There wasn't really much talk of that this year. I mean, I personally felt like we were we were favourites to win. Okay, mm. I'd say the men were the men were probably considered um, more of more of underdogs, and I think you, you kind of use all your shootout, yeah, penalty shootout luck in one weekend. So for them to go for, into a second penalty shootout, I was really oh. nervous.
0: Um,
4: so yeah, a pretty pretty cool story for them.
0: Well, and you. Left it till late, didn't you? It wasn't uh, wasn't cut and dried.
4: <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, it was two one with about four minutes to go, or maybe we were one nil down with about four minutes to go. Honestly, it's all a blur. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I put the two goals in, it really made things a whole lot nicer. Um, once the clock was counting down from like a minute, so yeah.
1: And Savannah, can you explain for us and our listeners, to, you know, very clearly what hockey one, what it is.
4: Yeah, so it's our domestic league. It's our um, national tournament that runs for seven weeks and um, it's all the states that have different franchises. So I represent the Brisbane Blaze and it's men and women. So we travel around Australia with three home games um, and three away.
5: Yes.
4: And yeah, they had the finals in Canberra. Um, so it's the top four teams. You play a semi and then the next day you back it up with a, a third and fourth and a, a, or a gold medal match and let me tell you, you never want to play in the third, first, fourth
0: match. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs>
1: there's nothing, especially if there's no prize money. Oh, yuck! But there's seven teams, and but on the field, you know that you know the penalty when you get the one-on-one with the keeper. The, the yeah. difference is on the yeah.
4: field. Yeah. So it's a bit more exciting. Once you score a field goal, you get the opportunity to take a one-on-one with the goalie um, from the twenty-five yard mark. So it's it's pretty exciting because once you get a field goal, you've got the option to possibly go two-nil up or. Yes. Um yeah, add another two goals. So it's um yeah, makes it more pressure on the defense and um more pressure on the strikers to have to get and in the, that second
1: goal. The goalies. The, do the goalies love that? Yeah. And as a striker yourself, <laughs> do, do you get a high percent do, do you get asked to you know, do that one on one mainly or who who did, who did that for the Blaze?
4: Oh, you've got a the goal scorer has to take it. So okay. pretty much if you if you play a forward position you should be practicing those, yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: okay. Now I had the, the privilege of comparing the Queensland Sports Awards last night. At our table was a young lady by the name of Rosie Malone, who
6: oh goodness,
0: who had to <laughs> apply a serious makeup job to front last night at a, at a black tie function. <laughs>
4: Right. How did she go? How did she look? Did it did it look covered up?
0: She looked sensational. I said, Who was your makeup artist? She said, Me in the car on the way in. <laughs> so Rosie had her nose smashed to mm. pieces and she still got to get surgery and she still played on, didn't she?
4: Yeah, she's such a trooper. I mean, I knew as soon as she got hit and there was blood splattered on the turf, I knew there was no way she wasn't gonna be hassling the physio to get straight back on. Um and I knew she'd play the final the next day she's had like the most insane list of injuries all year um but i know she loves coming back and playing for queensland and so she was doing everything she could to take the field she looks like an avatar that's what we were calling her. <laughs> has,
0: has she not <laughs> she lost not the, look good. has she not lost the tip of a finger as well
4: yeah she lost a finger yeah it's um what all yeah, in this one what she's been
1: through.
0: all in the one season
4: no, just in the year, over the year, she's also had, like, national commitments. So every time um, she's had an international commitment, she's done some sort of insane injury <laughs> this
5: year. Now,
1: you said she got no, hit, was it? the photos it? are gross. Was it with a stick <laughs> or with a ball, a lifted ball yeah. or what?
4: It was with the ball. <sighs> it was the ball. She was diving into tackle and, um, yeah, the girl so hit it and it got her straight in between the eyes.
0: Because uh, I, well, I heard, so she's friends of a, a great friend of mine, Victoria Carthew, and I heard that, like, she looked like a panda for a while there with the eyes, the black <laughs> yeah. eyes. See, so that's an old-fashioned term for avatar. So, yeah, yeah, pretty much.
1: Pretty much yeah. Um, is, is Hockey One, is it a post-hockey season type concept? And, and the selection of the teams, are the franchises drafted or how are those selections different?
4: Um, I think it differs from state to state. I mean, we hold a bit of a pre-Hockey One tournament to have like the best players in Queensland play in that and then our squads are selected from there. But, it's yeah, it's after the club season. So okay. once the club season's over, the finals, um, we get together and we sort of train um, in the lead-up to the first game for that. So, yeah, it's a nice end to the end to the year.
0: Okay, so what comes up now? I mean, Rosie was saying that basically you've got to keep yourself fit. She said not a lot of hockey at the moment, but plenty of running and keeping the body in shape for, for what's coming up.
4: Yeah, to be honest, it never really ends. It doesn't matter what program you're in. It seems to never end. Um So, yeah, I guess, like, for the girls in the national team, um, they're in pre-season as of now. Um, So, yeah, and then the girls that are in, like, the QAS and stuff like that, um, they'll all be back to training pretty early January. Okay. So, yeah.
1: Paris next year. Yeah.
0: Brilliant to chat. Congratulations. Uh, Hard fought, but uh, brilliantly won, and a a double for the blaze, men and women in the Hockey One title. Savannah, thank you. Well done, Savannah.
4: Thanks, guys.
0: Uh, That'll be interesting, John Cartwright, no end. Good morning, Carty. Morning, boys. And congratulations, mate. Yeah, and, like, well done. I guess
1: it's congratulations. It's going to be a job, and it's a, it's a probably a pressurised role. But gee, the team you've assembled, uh, we hear nothing but good things about the lot of you.
5: Yeah, mate, it's very exciting for me. Actually, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't real sure of. Um, I, I'd spoken to Michael a couple of times, and he was still sort of. Tossing and turning on, uh, you know what what his staff would be, and it, you know sometimes it comes down to the clubs whether they allow the, the you know the, the coaches yes. to be involved. So I've got to thank the Broncos. Um, first of all, forgive me the opportunity, but I'm I'm really excited, mate. I think you know you it's a game. The game is at a stage where if you you know if you stand still. Everyone goes past you, so so just to get the chance to work in that sort of environment with different coaches and, and the very best players, it's um, yeah for me as a coach it's very exciting.
0: Yeah, and and in saying that, Cardi, it looks like or it reads like that that Kevy is you know he's fully supportive of of his team moving to areas like this.
5: Yeah, now when I first um, the idea, well the the opportunity first came up, I, I, he I, he was the first guy I spoke to was him and Dave Donny just a. No point going ahead if the club weren't, you know, yeah, supportive yeah. of it. Uh, but Kevi's attitude to rep footy is, with players um, and and staff is it, it makes you better, you know. Going into uh, a state of origin type um, scenario or represent, you know, Australia or international scenario, it, it just everything goes up a notch. So it, it's it's you know it's only the small areas where where you can make improvements. Generally, when when you get to NRL level, so just to see the very best, uh, how they prepare, um, you know, their build-up to the game, how they approach their training, you know, their little extras after training. It's, um, you know, they're the little areas where you can improve.
1: Cardi, is this staff, is this one what you've just assembled, bigger than normal or or, or New South Wales always had this, this significance?
5: I'm not sure, mate. I think when I was last involved, there was, there was only there was uh, three coaches. So the head coach role, I, I think, has has subtly changed over the last few years. I think the head coach at a lot of places they put a lot more trust into their assistant coaches, and then that gives them the time to you know there's there's a hell of a yes. uh, job involved with media and, and PR for for the head coach of an Origin team. But it also gives him the chance just to, to sit back and watch, um, not be you know, not be so much of a voice, and, and become uh, you know, the players get used to other voices. But when it comes time for the big man to speak, uh, you know, it, I think it has more of an um, impact. A, yeah, more impact on the players.
0: I can see a little bit of which way he wants to head because I mean, you were no compromise. Uh, at any stage, whether coaching or playing, and Brett White is uh, is another one as as tough as old boot boot leather. So he, he 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 will want a tough tough New South Wales pack for a start, won't he?
5: Yeah, and you you look back at at, at Michael's uh, career too. The, the the at South Sydney, you know, he, he had a big tough pack of forwards, and that's how they that played. Um, he sort of changed the game in in England as well when he went to Wigan. He made defensive... um which is not, yeah, not well. Sometimes they would rather lose a game over there, thirty to twenty eight, than win a game you know, sixteen six. You know, they'd, they'd love to see this dry score. But he he had an impact on how the game was changed over there with defence and, and just a lot more focus on defence. Um, and just talking to him uh, over the last few weeks, you know, he, he's big on picking guys in form, um, and yeah, you know, very big on on Origin type players. So. Uh, he's, you know, he's got a vision and he's got a, a an idea how he wants to play the game and and who he wants to play it with.
1: Mm, you know, there's one area New South Wales has been dead stiff in the last two to three years. C- can you guess where I'm thinking, Cardi?
5: Oh, it, it's just the little moments, mate. Uh, you know, I think game one last year that um, it, it's just been typical of Queensland. I suppose mainly over the last sort of probably ten to fifteen years. So just. Nailed big moments. You know, there's been games I've watched where you think New South Wales, game one in particular last year. I've got New South Wales are across the line here. Yeah. Uh, you know, in, in one brilliant moment from from a player, and I suppose that's what Origin is about. There's always 13 brilliant players out in the field, so you take your eyes off the ball for a minute. Um, especially you know, when when the game gets into a crunch situation, there's not long to go. Queensland have always been very good at up to yeah. the tempo, so
1: and and you know how tight you're t- talking there for the last two years. You've been without your best players. New South Wales' best players haven't been on the park. Latrell Turbo, yeah. and and that's the key for me getting them on the park. You, you'll be very hard to beat.
5: Yeah, it's, it's, uh, that's that's always the scary thing for New South Wales. It's it, it's been said for years that on paper, you know they they always look better on paper and they always seem to start favourites. But it's, you know, it's Queensland's got their, or more than their nose in front now as far as series are concerned. But I, I just think it's, a, it's the change is a, is a good opportunity, um, you know, to, to new coach, new ideas. He'll have ideas in his head, who he wants to, to pick. You now, you know, who that may be. I'm not real sure. You know, I, I'm sure form will will come into it, but I'm sort of, being around the origin as a player and as a coach, I just think it takes a you've got to look at the type of player that you're picking. And, you know, some guys are made for origin and, and don't mm. necessarily stand out at, at a good, consistent NRL players, but don't stand out as such. Sometimes they stand out more in origin, yes. because they can just handle that intensity and, and rise above it.
0: Yeah. Uh, one that, I, and, and I mean, it's re- almost ridiculous talking about selections at, at the start of December the year before, but. You know, James Tedesco uh, will come under scrutiny. There's no doubt about that.
5: Yeah, it's the fullback role is so important now at club footy, and, and we just keep producing, producing, um, brilliant young fullbacks. You know, the, the 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 amount of well, you just look at the two Queenslanders with, with Callum Ponga and um, Racy Walsh. You know, you, how do you split those two the way they played, the way they finished the year last year? Um, you know, New South Wales got the trail... Uh, Tedesco, uh, Tommy Turbo, you know, hopefully, he's, you know, he's due for a change of luck with his fitness. Which way do you go? It's a, yeah. it's a nightmare for selectors, but um, you can't. Make, well, I think at the end of the day, there you can't make a wrong decision because they're just such
1: brilliant footballers. Yes, right. and then you can over-squeeze them in somewhere else. Now, something that wasn't mentioned yesterday was the selection panel. I think that's that's a real area that has let New South Wales down, oh, from, from decades ago. Like, will there be? What is there any knowledge of what the selection panel looks like?
5: I haven't spoken uh, to anyone about that selection. I, I normally these days, mate. If it'll come down to the head coach, you know, if there's if there's if they're stuck on two or three players, that I'd normally uh, say the head coach would 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 have his say on who he wanted. So there'll be probably some positions that are. Um, just going to happen, you know. We all we all know they'll be there, and then there might be you know two or three players in a certain position, and they'll, mm. they'll throw that up to the head coach, and, and then you know I'd say he'll he'll make his mind on. But, yeah, uh, that's fair. You know, Geez, you've his, had some left fielders,
1: goal. you know, as, as recent as last year, this year actually. You know, Nico Hines, the usage of him, um, Talakai, that that a sort of panic selection. He, he's big and fast. Put him in, and Tavita Tavita Pangai Junior. One game and gone. Yeah. So you just got to yeah. be careful there. I would have thought.
5: I think so, mate. They're very, they're, they are strong. There's so much pressure on Origin, especially if you lose the first one. The, the easy fix is go out and make a fair few changes. But my view has always been: if you, you know, if you're good enough to make game one, you, you, you've got to give them the chance to, yeah. to come through in game two. I, 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 I've, that's, you know, always been the way I've sort of seen things. It's. Sometimes we've been very hard on, on blokes that lose that first game yeah. in the series. That's, this is a real yeah, worry for me, again. Cardi. This is a real worry.
1: Yeah, I, you're speaking so much sense. You're, <laughs> you're starting to get it. <laughs> like,
5: <laughs> don't lull me into that false sentence. <laughs>
0: yeah, we'll be underdogs again. Don't worry, mate. <laughs> hey, oh, there's no doubt about that. Hey, can I turn you to Red Hill quickly? How have they come through this, mate? Uh uh, it was, I tell you, as a Broncos fan, it, it was heartbreaking. And and you're part of the the inner circle there that have got to get them up again and try and win another win a premiership this year or next season.
5: Yeah, it, it's so far, mate. We've only really got, it's it's been uh, a great start for, to the year for us. We've got a a, a group of these younger guys. Um, yeah, coming back now is all uh, tiered as to how many off, how many off seasons you've done and your age and. That sort of thing when you finish your last game from rep footy. So the, the majority of the squad aren't back yet, mate. But we've just got, got a team of young kids uh, training trialists. Uh, there's, a, there's about twenty of them here at the moment, and they're, they're training the house down. Just it, as I say, it's a great time of year for a coach. They're just they're just here for an opportunity. Um, there's been a few grab it over the last couple of years. We had uh, young Hoskins come through, and he you know he picked himself up a full time gig here, and then then went on to Penrith. Yep. Um Young Tristan Sailor last year came through the. This type of system, where he did an off season and picked himself up a full time gig, it's as a coach, it's a really rewarding time of year because just to see fellas coming in and, and training's hard. It's just getting harder and harder and harder. Um, that's just the way <laughs> yeah. the game. That's how the game evolves. You know, they get bigger and stronger and but, faster. And just yeah. to see these boys coming in, they're, they're not doing it for the money. I know that they're just doing it for an opportunity, and they're, they're, they're training the house down. Yeah, so I've, we've I've... been into these boys about making sure they continue with that attitude when the older boys come back. That drives everyone.
1: Yeah, yeah quite a big bloke. The the fella Baker, is it? Um, Fletcher, Fletcher Baker. Fletcher Baker. He, he, he was in the paper the other day. He looks a likely size that possibly could turn into a Tommy Flegler.
5: Yeah, been really impressed with him. He's a, he's a big man. Uh, he's also he, he's up the front in most of the things that we do, mm. uh, fitness-wise. Um, very keen to learn. Um yeah, he's for the you know, like we've been back two weeks, but he's been super impressive.
0: I, I will let you go, you've been great. But just quickly, how do you think they'll bounce back mentally, Bronx?
5: Mate, I, I think with the quality of player that we have, and the you know, they're, they're still very young, you know, even boys like Paddy Carrigan and, and uh, Payne Hass, they're, they're young boys. Yeah. Uh, They'll, you know, they want to win one. You know, I I, I think if you get towards the end of your career and you, and you lose in those circumstances, you can think, oh, I've got to climb that mountain again. But these are young they're young boys and they're hungry. Um, I think we all know that, you know, there was an opportunity, a real big opportunity there to win one. Um, but I, I think we've got the right type of people. That'll drive us too. You know, to better heights.
0: Mm, brilliant Very stuff. Good, mate. Hey mate, as usual, you're always so friendly and uh, helpful with your time. We appreciate it, and we just wanted to give you coins, congratulate you. You have joined the uh, the dream team from the Blues, and we wish you uh, every success. Uh, not too much success. He's up, well, Paddy. <laughs> he, he's
1: he's got that wrong, Carty. <laughs> just
0: go well, mate. We hope you go well. <laughs> <laughs>
5: that, that false sense of security, mate, it's already
0: started. I <laughs> <laughs> hey, have a great Christmas, mate. You too, boys. Thanks, Carty. Now on
6: Breakfast with Patton Hills. Hills gets his gloves off.
1: 6.10 p.m. tomorrow night on 7 Ooh. and Fox. The Brisbane Heat take on the Adelaide Strikers at the Adelaide Oval. The first thing I'm interested to see is how big the crowd is. It's supposed to be pretty big and its effects on both sides. Are they going to tighten or grow? That's uh, the first thing I'm going to look at. Now, Adelaide are the favourites and they are a very excited champion and and they're in their attempts to go back-to-back in the WBBL title. Now, Heat's ability to adjust from Perth is my concern for them. And the key in bowling, you've probably got to bowl one metre shorter than ideal for the whacker with the ball hitting high stumps. That's where you want the ball going through. If there was no bats from there, you want the height of the ball to be high on the stumps. Now, the adjusting, the length is about a metre difference from the whacker to the sacker or the Adelaide Oval. Batting We'll see more sweeps back again. Um, Big down-the-ground shots, not as easy because the wicket will be probably a bit slower than Perth and less trustworthy of coming onto your bat and playing confidently in the air down the ground. And our field placings will need to be different because we're going to have to bowl different lengths, maybe different lines, and, and protect different areas of the field. So can we achieve all that in one day? Today will be an important day to sort of talk about all those strategies, if we haven't already yesterday whilst we were flying. Now, all those adjustments are one thing, but this Adelaide team is a very good one. Their top five is probably the most in-form and classy um, in the competition. Uh, Katie Mack, Laura Wolvart, um, Talia McGrath, uh, Bridget Patterson, and Maddie Penner—very, very good players and very confident. They can get themselves in and out of trouble extremely well. Uh, the first thing I, I think uh, in in uh, the Heat's favour is that the form, class, and power we've got we've got to match. Uh, that Adelaide top order. Our bowlers must contain and stifle that top order and I think that's the way the wickets will come. So bowl really good lengths, very strategic lines and commit to those and deliver those, execute it and I think uh, we can get them taking more risks than they would like because you need Matty Penner coming in who's an extremely hard hitter uh, with a lot to do, not just to finish off a good batting performance for Adelaide. Then they've got a versatile outfit with the ball, too. Amanda Jade Wellington, Gemma Barsby, Adams, and Mashangwa, four spinners that, that will all bowl at different matchups throughout the innings. And then you throw in Megan Shute and Talia McGrath, two Australian legends. Um, one of which has probably stirred a few things up amongst these two teams. So some of those bowlers, those spinners, as versatile as they are, they'll be targeted by Brisbane's uh, long batting tail um, and power. It needs to go right from the top. Uh, A very clear-headed hitting and a a search for bad balls to destroy. Let's go and put some pressure back on that versatile bowling. Um, No good leaving wickets in the shed. Let's go. Let's bat as fast and as hard as we can go. So bowling target, have a real clear target. We've got to keep them to a certain amount of runs. I'd say probably 150 would be a good target. But, and then make, if you're batting first, make it. If you're batting second, chase whatever it is hard right from the word go. As Pat Cummins said in the World Cup, whatever happens, it'll be fine. But leave nothing behind. The crowd silence is a real goal at the Adelaide Oval.
0: Uh, Let's have a chat about WBBL Mm. final. And we have just smashed them in these final series. Laura Harris, a very good morning to you.
6: Good morning, fellas. How are you
0: going? We're good. The chairman's very, very excited. He's about to jump on. Well, he's got to play the – he's playing the Bulls Masters golf day today <laughs> in his very busy schedule, oh, priority. Yes, yeah. and then he will get He I'll get to, uh, to I'll, the I'll uh, get on, on Saturday at some stage. <laughs> 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 hey, uh,
1: Laris, you saving enough energy, I reckon. It's been a, been a tough week. More. You've probably made more adjustments and travelled more than you think. Uh, everyone feeling great?
6: Yeah, I think um, by – if you had asked us all last night, everyone was pretty um, buggered getting off the plane. Everyone was in their little antisocial bubbles by about (laughs) 8 o'clock, ready for bed, I think. But um, hopefully today the girls are up and about again, ready for some training and just getting ready to go for tomorrow.
1: What's Grace's antisocial bubble like?
6: Well, funnily enough, we're roomies this trip. Right, (laughs) <laughs> um, she just had a massive meal of carbs only last night and a little bit of meat in there and then <laughs> was clocked off in bed at six thirty and I haven't heard from her yet.
0: Right, uh, eh? I <laughs> hope you've moved out of the room to do this interview then. We don't want to wake her up and kill her <laughs> <laughs> start uh, She's all right. I she's, she's batting
6: alarm. well eh? I heard her alarm go off earlier. She's got a psychopath alarm. I tell her that beep 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 <laughs> <laughs> she's
1: she's batting well have you, Have you seen a bat better than this you know she's got all the power I have, she's got I, great balance and and a lot of control.
6: she definitely she, yeah she's having a great year. she probably hasn't got as many scores as what she's wanted, but I think um we all talk about in the group often when you see it on um on a day. You know, she's in and she's been like it pretty much all season from the first game against Perth, hitting that 100. Yeah. Um, Just has looked well and truly um, ready to go every game. So hopefully another big score for her tomorrow. Uh,
0: The good thing about these last two, that it hasn't been just one or two, has it? it? This has been genuine team performance, batters and bowlers, fielders. Yeah, we talk about it all the time as
6: a team. Um, we never want to rely on one or two people, and it's how we set up to play. I think our, our what we call our second top four um, in the game against Perth went at a strike rate of 220-odd as a collective mm-hmm. and scored over 100 runs. So um, we know it, we're knuckling down on how we play, and it's obviously when it's coming off, is proving very effective.
1: Mm you you lead the second top 4 eh you come in at 5 or in perth you did i always want to see you go in earlier around the 10 over mark is that a, ever been a strategy where we might punch you in let's say before minyon
6: oh i think it depends on how the game's going a lot i know that we use bessie obviously a little bit um yep. probably pre injury time we talked about using myself or, and or her, yeah. um, both in that space, but obviously uh, made it a lot easier keeping her there once she knew the role and got comfortable with it, um, mm. rather than change things up just for me coming back in and um, obviously being a batter, I'd love to bat higher, but it's an ongoing conversation that has puts up with. <laughs> 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 uh, but it is I like. You know, I know I don't need to face that many balls with the style of play I want to play, um, that it's just changing the game in our favour when I do get in there.
0: Mm. So is is Gracie an ally in that thinking? In other words, has is, is Noffa's is got to put up with both of you in his ear?
6: Oh, definitely. I think she's not short of a word or two, as we <laughs> both know.
0: Now f- um, but,
6: oh. she, yeah, I've heard a, a few things about different comments about us opening together. I think that's definitely going down the wrong path.
1: Oh, righto. <laughs> be a blue out there. Hey, um, to- full <laughs> confidence in your calf. I see it diving around at short, at short fine leg uh, the other night. All back, no problems.
6: Yeah, it's been great since. Just probably a little bit of rest um, required through the middle there, actually, rather than the, the push to play. Okay. Um, that, it, I haven't felt it in the last couple of weeks. It's been... Uh, I do a bit of taping, but I think it's more for the head than it is for the, yeah, for the calf itself.
1: And now, it's um, hmm, the shooter, Megan Shoot, she, she's fired us up a bit, has she? And uh, With some words last year.
6: Oh, I think, you know, we... Again, Grace and I laugh about it a bit with the old yeah. pot kettle scenario there. Yes. Um, uh, I think it's... It's more just beating a team at home. You know, if you're not... This is why you play cricket for games like tomorrow night and the final series we've had. Yes, there's a million games in between that, but you don't need words to get up for games like tomorrow. You want to be up and firing anyway.
0: Mm. Is there, though, just a little feeling between these two sides?
6: I think um, we're always... I guess in and same has come out in the media between the batting and the bowling. Um, like obviously, where when we've got confidence in our batting and are, are playing like how we have played in the last couple of games, we know if we put a performance like that together again or or go better, we're a pretty strong chance of winning. Mm.
1: They're a proud um, champion, eh? No matter the bowling they're uh, they're really interested and very keen to go back to back, and they they are a good team. Uh, what challenges do they present to us?
6: Uh, I think again it's just that the there's always been a little bit between both teams, as you said that I think it's getting that out of your head that we can beat Adelaide in adelaide yes, um because that has seemed to be just a genuine heat struggle over a few years now.
5: Okay. Um,
6: but obviously they do have a strong bowling attack and and they've been known to have that for a long time now. So obviously Gracie and Reg getting us off to a good start or the you know, the top three or four getting the momentum going for the back end to keep the confidence and just bat again how we bat without, you know, having to go in worrying about strike rate or trying to bat to 20 over. Yeah,
1: but if they do set that platform, you can go searching for bad balls, eh? Like Amanda Jade Wellington can throw something up and you and you can go at it. The, with the freedom to go at those type of bad balls, it's a, it's a different story.
6: Well, I think, yeah, exactly right. I think the what we've tried to convey all year, um, even while not playing, is... The freedom's there anyway. Like a bad ball's a bad ball. Doesn't matter if you're 5 for 40 or you're 1 for 140. Okay. We want to put the bad balls away as well as we want to play good shots to good balls and score off as many as possible.
0: Hey, give us something about Charlie Not. I mean, in golfing parlance, I suppose she's she's sneaky long, isn't she? So The other day, 32 or 14, and uh, it, it was not a game changer, but it was really handy late, wasn't it?
6: I've, she's been unbelievable this year for us, and is another great human in our setup. I have only high, high things to say about Noddy. She um, is the ultimate team player, I think, and that's why she's been given the role. She sort of questioned it herself a bit early on of why her in that hitting space over some of the other girls um, in the team, but I think when you watch how she's played this season. Yeah, she has a great technique and can play at that top of the order if you need her, but she also is willing to get out of a comfort zone and and play where the team needs her as a whole.
1: And she's developed such versatility with that hitting. It was, how clean was it in Perth? And her bat doesn't even look that big. It, 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 I, no, I she um,
6: actually broke her bat. Okay, okay. I think it was the first game. She was shattered coming off because <laughs> she wanted to keep batting with it. But I said, unfortunately, she's probably not quite a grace in that the swing plane will <laughs> get her through for six um, with just the different arm sizes. But it, um, she can definitely hit a clean ball.
1: Yes. It was, it was incredible timing that she, that she had. Um, the sucker, the Adelaide Oval, what are they expecting there? Have you, have you heard? I've heard it's a pretty big crowd.
6: Yeah, I haven't heard much. I would hope it would be given a um, final series. Obviously, crowds are down a little bit in Perth. But again, you take travel in um, for us. I know there's a fair few Heat fans on their way over on a plane today. So um, hopefully we get a great atmosphere there. I'd expect nothing less than a slow turning wicket, um, given Adelaide's preference of pitches to play on. Okay. Hopefully. T- turns up at Belter and we're good to go.
1: very fast adjustments you need to make what, you know can you give us a quick insight into the adjustments from the from the whacker to the sucker?
6: yeah, I think um it's just being really stable on a from a base point or um just waiting for that ball that's a split second longer than um, I guess what the free flow of the whacker is mm. nice, and a lot slower outfield we found playing here um, in the last game of the season for the regular season against Thunder was what normally was fours here was sort of, you know, near hitting the rope for two. I'm just a little bit quicker, quicker in between um, running through the wickets and, just waiting that split second longer,
0: hit it where you want to hit it. Good stuff. Hey, thanks for your time today on Match Eve. It's uh, Adelaide Strikers, Brisbane Heat tomorrow, 6.10 Queensland time start. It's the WBBL final. Laura Harris joining us today. Very best of luck tomorrow. Thanks, Laura. Thanks,
6: guys.
0: Thanks
6: very much. Talk a little bit of cricket
0: and talk some sense. Alistair Dobson, uh, the boss of the uh, BBL and the WBBL. Uh, Alistair, for a start, we're trying to find a new theme song for next year. Um, I would hope that you would rule a line through that one that you just heard while you were waiting on the line as well. Good morning to you.
7: Yeah, good morning. Great to chat. Yeah, I'd keep looking. Uh,
0: <laughs> you would have waited through a
1: fair few jingles, I bet, uh, For you know, promos for the Big Bash over the years, Alistair.
7: Well, music plays a really big role in, in the in the Big Bash um, to keep the crowd interested and having fun. I'm not sure it'll be that one, though.
0: <laughs> so what's been one of the most popular? We may as well pick your brain now that we've got you on the line. <laughs>
7: Oh, that's a good question. Well, the Brisbane Heat are, are, are world world famous for the for the shows they put on at the gather. Um, I'm sure that their playlist would be right up there. I, I'd um, I'd have to go back through my uh, my Spotify list to find my favourite. Uh. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, we've got a, a massive uh, full page ad here promoting this uh, December seven game uh, with Usman and Maxi uh, dominating the, the the shot. I mean, it, it's fantastic, isn't it? mate? it's back.
7: Yeah, we're pretty excited. It's been it's been an amazing WBBL season, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But then uh, opening night at the Gabba next next Thursday night, I think you know the, the heat have put an enormous amount of work into not only not only the on field but the off field show. Like if I was in Brisbane, it would be one not to miss.
1: Yeah, and Maxie's done his bit too <laughs> over in India uh, to to make yeah, that an even more exciting opener.
7: He sure has. And I, we really missed him last year. Obviously, he missed the whole season with an injury. And, and to not only have him back, but to have him back in that form, I think wherever he goes around the country over the next five or six weeks, there'll be people flocking to see
1: yeah. him. Yeah oh, you know, a decade maybe for for what he's achieved there. Um, the final system, the women's final system, um, it's been an interesting one. And how has it gone for uh, Alistair, like three plays four, and then two waits to see the winner out of three plays four, and then the winner of two, play, and that one goes on to this one on Saturday night.
7: Yeah, I, we, we like it. I think the, the first thing is giving a, an appropriate reward to first and second. First, obviously, gets a pretty big advantage of going home and, and waiting for, to see who they play. And then second, um, you know, we think deserves a good leg up as well. I think we'll, we'll have another look at it after this season. The Brisbane Heat have done a phenomenal job to to get through, and, and they'll go in with, with lots of runs on the board and, and full of confidence. But it's, yeah, it's, it's slightly different to the men's. Um, but in, in this, at this time of year, for the purpose of WBBL, we think it works pretty well.
0: Yeah, we've just had a, a lengthy chat with Laura Harris uh, as well, and they have to make quite a few adaptations, obviously. You know, they've had two games on the wacker. And now they move to the Adelaide Oval, but that's the disadvantage when you finish towards the bottom of the four, as opposed to the top.
7: Yeah, I think that's that's probably a fair assessment. That that as I said, that the first two teams rightly get an advantage. Of, I think the Brisbane Heat have. Have done it, as I said, a phenomenal job. They're a pretty resilient team. They 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 kind of win anywhere, anytime, and, and I think that's why they're so popular. Mm,
1: and then then we can throw a loss in as well. <laughs> our Fourteen games the the tournament. It seems to have flown by. Is that how it's felt to you? And we've brought the men's comp back to ten. Uh, thoughts?
7: Yeah, it, it's in the blink of an eye. Isn't it? The the both our our Big Bash seasons, the WBBL season's been. It's the best cricket league in the world. Um, best players playing. It's it's unrivalled in it's. In its quality, and a part of that is the is the is the toughness of getting through fourteen games, and, and the players um, have enjoyed the season. We'll we'll have a look at it as we do every year. The the world of women's cricket is changing, probably even quicker than the men's in terms of the amount of cricket played around the world and the demands on on those players. So we've got to make sure our competition continues to to evolve and adapt. But you know this has been our probably our best season yet. Um, and we, we think this will be one of the best finals ever.
0: Yeah, and it goes without saying, you think now you've got the right recipe for the BBL?
7: Yeah, we think so. I think you know, we're really excited to see how a 40-game shortened season lands. It's a bit clunky this year with test matches, the way they, they're scheduled, but, um, it's, you know, it probably isn't imperfect for us. But that said, um, big games every night um, throughout the summer. So, yeah, we think a shortened season less is more um, and and
1: and hopefully leave fans wanting more um, at the end of the season. Mm, yeah, yeah I'm, it, we're all very interested. Uh, I think it, it got highlighted when we went from ten to fourteen, how that the season was too long, and then we've come back fourteen to ten. I would have liked you to have gone twelve just to try twelve games, but uh, ten it is, and it'll be short, sharp, and and quite good, I reckon. Um, the crowd for tomorrow night at the Adelaide Oval. What have what have you? What do you know, Alistair?
7: Uh, we we know that tickets are selling well. We know that the that uh, there's no more passionate people than than, than South Australians yeah. about this stadium. So they'll be um they'll be they'll be coming in. I think our, our record crowd for a WBBL finals at around the fifteen thousand. We'd, we'd love to think we we could get close to that. Albeit, um mm. you, know, you know you never know um at, at this time of year. So we, it's going to be a great game. It, that that's a great venue, and we're probably the two best teams um, with a bit of spice I've seen in the media the last couple of days. The, it seems like those two teams don't really get along, which which really adds to adds to the interest in <laughs> well, the
0: game. You'd be sitting back, just rubbing your hands in glee, wouldn't
7: you? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's that's when sports at its best, isn't it? When when the, there's a bit of. Um, a bit of interest on, on, and a bit of competitiveness and, and fire. I think um,
1: we love those stories. Um, the, the Brisbane Heat girls might be a bit cranky too. You know, a little bit of tiredness creeping in, and they've got to make these adjustments today with their length in bowling and their batting shots and all that sort of stuff. And, and that takes energy. And then they get out there, and here's this Megan shoot again. We're going to take it down tonight, and, <laughs> and shoot her one of the best bowlers in the world. So, yeah, it's all on. That's for sure.
7: Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's one of the great things about about our competition or cricket generally is you have to adapt. The the field's never the same, the wickets are never the same, and and that's what the best teams can do this season. We've played in a lot of different venues, and it's really tested the teams. Um, And and as I said, the two best ones got through.
0: Brilliant, Alistair. I really appreciate your time. And uh, as you said, the WBBL has been a, a triumph, and let's hope it continues for the Heat into tomorrow. And then, of course, the BBL, it starts with this massive opening night at the Gabba. On the 7th of December, so next Thursday night. Thank you, Alistair. Thanks, Alistair. Anytime. Cheers. The Lions have got their big one on Sunday. Yep. Against North. And we've got Kate McCarthy on the line, who was one of the real speedsters for the Lions and a former All-Australian and now doing a wonderful job commentating on all matters AFLW. Kate, good morning to you. Are you excited?
8: Morning, Kai. Yes, very excited. It's um, going to be a big weekend down here, obviously, in Melbourne, but also a big weekend for the Queenslanders up in Brisbane and Queensland too to get around their teams. Because have obviously got the Lions on Sunday, but they've got the Brisbane Heat too in the WBBL final. So another big weekend for Queensland.
0: Now, are you hearing any whispers from your former Lions teammates about Dakota Davidson and her fitness with this knee?
8: Um, from what I've heard, she will most likely line up and play, yes, 100%, I would say, at this stage. And having a read of how she looked last night at training sounds like she'll be a definite starter.
1: Oh, fantastic. And I'd like to also compliment you on your commentary too, Kate. You, you're one commentator that uh, that seems to be seeing both teams. <laughs> when you listen down <laughs> south, they they don't even mention <laughs> the Lions, do they? Um, but, but you're certainly um, mentioning yeah. the, the Geelong Cats, for example, the other night.
8: Yeah, it's um, I think it's something that you realise when you move, you come from a different state. And I think when I was up there, we were very aware of the Victorian bias that sometimes occurs in AFL, um, seeing as they think that their state is the only state that seems to play. Um, but yeah, no, it's been it's been good, and it's been good to sort of be able to provide a little bit more insight into the Brisbane team, obviously spending a fair bit of time up there uh, for the first three years of the comp and be able to give a bit of a unique perspective into football in Queensland as well.
1: Yeah, uh, Are there things you're liking in this current Lions squad? Because it was pretty brand new at the start of the year, wasn't it?
8: I think that's the thing that I do like. I think the ability for just year after year when Brisbane have obviously copped a lot of um, player movement with expansion, which had to happen with expansion, but the Lions have lost some really big players, especially in the last off season. So the leading goal kicker for the league, Jesse Wardlaw, and then two All-Australians in Emily Bates and Greta Bodie as well. And for their ability to be in a grand final, losing three of their arguably best players from the season before is phenomenal and i just love that they do it from homegrown talent as well so many girls that have come all the way through the pathway um even bell doors on the weekend was in my eyes the best on ground okay. and she's come all the way through the brisbane path or the queensland pathways and she was there as a train on as like an under 16s train on when i was still playing and she's gone all the way through the lions academy as well so it just Shows how good the football program is, obviously led by Craig Stasevich up there and supported really well by Emma Zielke as well. So, yeah, I just think their ability to foster homegrown talent and obviously develop them super well to be ready for the next level is
0: super impressive. Yeah, I was was going to ask you about that. I mean, there's obviously a, a, a real resolve within the playing group because it seems every season they get ravaged. But what about Stasovic? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's been the constant, hasn't he, Craig Stasovic? In, in this, and uh, I tell you what, he's got to he's got to take a fair deal of responsibility for what this club has been able to do in making a fifth grand final.
8: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and um, also the other person that's been there from the start is Brie Brock. Um, she's been their CEO of women's footy, and the two of them since day one have been sort of at that club or before day one when they had to build their list before the first season even started. Um, And absolutely the two of those have been able to keep an eye on the talent that's around and and Craig has put together such a good program. Um, The one thing that I think the Lions do better than sort of any of the clubs I've been to or any of the clubs I've had anything to do with is just that professional standards element. Um, They're sort of there to, to be footballers and to be professional footballers and they understand that there's certain things that come with that and they're not afraid to hold their players to those standards. Um, And I think that's why they get the best out of them week in, week out and season by season as well. Um, And that's obviously led by Craig and Bree, but really embraced by the the playing group as well. And, And the girls aren't afraid to sort of hold each other to those standards that they expect of all of their playing group.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of trust there, that's for sure. Now, one thirty Sunday lunchtime, a big hyped home crowd. Um, th- if you get in front early uh, when the home crowd is so big, they can become very heavy on North Melbourne, I reckon.
8: Yeah, definitely. I think they probably, somehow Brisbane are going into their fifth grand final as the underdog of the game. Mm. Um, I don't think they've started as favourites in any of them that they've played. Um obviously have won the one premiership um, and would love a second one to go with it, but you're right. I think the home crowd can be such a weapon to North if they get in front early, but also put a whole lot of pressure on them um, if they are to, I guess, give away a little bit of an early lead as well. So I think Brisbane can play with a whole lot of freedom, knowing how to stand up and play in big finals, whereas North are yet to sort of play in that big grand final yet. So having the home crowd, could be a huge help for them, or it could put a little bit of added pressure on them as well.
1: Yeah. The, Emma Carney will probably get through that sort of atmosphere. What about these tall athletic forwards? They they have the North Melbourne Kangaroos.
8: Yeah. So they're probably the first team in AFLW to have like a three-pronged tall forward line. Usually you see one or two key talls for women's footy and then the rest are smalls around them. And, um, I think Talia Randall, she played in um, I think the second grand final for us down there. So actually, she played in the first two as well for Brisbane. Righto. Um, and so she'll be she'll have a little bit of experience, but um, the likes of Kate Sheil or she'll stand up in big games. Absolutely, she's an experienced campaigner, so she'll be ready to go. And I think the question mark would probably be around like Kim Rennie and Emma King in their Ruck duo, what they can do and. We know how good Talia Hickey can be in the ruck, so I think that'll be an interesting battle. But um, I think Brisbane need to really get their running game going. If they can get their running game going and change lanes, change angles and try and take tall targets out of the way for North Melbourne, I think that's probably their best way to sort of counteract their 3 prong tall system. Mm.
0: My producer just whispered in my ear, rather unkindly, North haven't won anything since Heels was playing cricket, so that was a fair while ago. <laughs> yeah. So, so that, that'll be pretty desperate.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, desperation's not what you need all the time, is it? Eh?
0: Hey, how do you see it unfolding? I mean, just from my observations, uh, the Lions' defence, I mean, they they don't let the wind through, do they?
8: No, that's exactly right. I think their defence is so well set up. So I think that also comes from the pressure that their mids apply too. So their mids just put so much pressure on the ball carrier that they can't really get a clean kick out, which – brings the Lions' defence into some really nice positions to be able to intercept the ball and send it straight back at them. But, yeah, when you say, how do I think it, it will play out, I think it's going to be a very, very tight game. I think neck and neck most of the game, um, lots of pressure, um, a lot of sort of high-pressure, scrappy football at the start, and then I think it'll open up a little bit as the game goes on, as we expect from most finals. Um And, yeah, I think Brisbane will get over the line just, but I honestly, looking at the preview and everything, it's going to be a very, very tightly contested game.
0: All right. Let's hope that Brisbane get across the line. Kate, you're doing a sensational job. We really appreciate your time this morning. Thanks, Kate.
8: No worries. Thank you very much, guys.
0: All right. Now for Racing Queensland, uh, where you can check out the action uh, and see where they're racing right across this wonderful sunshine state of ours, RacingQueensland.com.au it's for where Queensland is racing today, but imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support. Visit thegamblinghelponline.org.au. Chris Nelson, a very good morning to
9: you. Good morning, Paddy. Good morning, Heels. Uh, Chris? Hey? What is the weather going to do, guys? Well, that's the What is the weather? The million dollar, not quite a million dollar question, two hundred thousand
0: dollar question is, if you're talking the big race tomorrow.
9: Isn't it interesting how we've had two weeks of this iffy weather, not knowing it's going to rain on a Friday night? And they both meetings have been at Doomben. Had we been at Eagle Farm, yeah. we wouldn't really be too worried about yeah. it. We'll get back to Eagle Farm and there'll be no rain. Mm, I guarantee
1: exactly right. Yeah. Now, but are we only on sunny cases? Where's this big race you're talking about, Paddy? Tomorrow. At Tomorrow George, at Doombin. Oh, the George Moore. Someone's course, taken
9: a page out of your form. Oh, I have <laughs> i straight to the sunny coast. <laughs> well, you've missed a couple oh, of pages there. No.
1: <sighs> anyway. Must be still in
9: there. Play on. Push on. Uh, yeah, big race uh, is the George Moore, but it, also it's uh, the culmination of uh, these country races, the country series finals. Yeah. Uh, races three and five, and all I'll say is good luck picking the winner of those two races because (laughs) they're absolute raffles. I would take uh, some sort of exotic box as many up as you can because you could get a good result there. But uh, the main race, the George Moore race number eight. Now, uh, if we get rain tonight and the track goes to heavy, uh, there is a big chance that Rothfire will be scratched. Mm -hmm. So we'll have to see what happens if we get those storms and uh, how much we get if they even arrive. So interesting race. Uh, Rothfire is the class act. He's got to carry 61 kilos though, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, um I like your horse, guys. The big goodbye. I was waiting for you to... I think, I, look, he's so, he's not a Rothfire, he's not a zoo style, he's not an atuno, but he's so honest and he gets a lovely run. He handles any type of ground. His run first up at the sunny coast was good. Mm. He didn't get a lot of daylight until late and thousand metres isn't his go. Uh, I think he's a great each way bet. See, Baller hasn't been around for a while, has he? No, he hasn't been around for a while. He'll get back. Uh, look, tempo-wise in that race, uh, obviously Rothfire and Zoo Style will be the speed. Zoo style, Zoo style will give him plenty to catch, particularly if Rothfire's not there. But once again, the big goodbye. He just lobs into third or fourth. So, each way oh,
1: all day for him. Oh, no, F2 sc- scratched. It doesn't disappoint, does it? All
9: no, the horse that Tony Gollan had early on, then it went to Adelaide, would you believe, and found its way back to Tony Gollan. Hmm.
0: Well, yes, it, it is hard for you. I mean, if it tip, it's a tipster's nightmare. You, you you walk in here and it's beautiful sunshine yeah. right at the moment in Brizzy, and but hot. yeah, we don't know what we're going to get later this afternoon. So, well, give us what you've got uh, okay. on uh, on what you've worked out so far.
9: I like these. I like race four, number three, Defiant Spirit, who ran a good race first up at the Sunny Coast. Now, I was surprised that Ryan Maloney led that day. I thought he'd take a trail because there was a lot of pace on paper in that race, and that's the way it turned out. Outweighed got over the top of them late, but this wasn't far away, and I think they will ride colder tomorrow, uh, up to 1,200 metres, and we know he can finish off. So race four, number three, Define Spirit. And I know the stable, the Kendrick stable, have a big opinion of this horse. Mm -hmm. Uh, Race seven, number three, Abounding, who just kept drawing terrible gates last preparation and running good races in quality races, drew 10 of 10 first up on the 28th of October, Martin Harley got in 1-1, and from there on, it was just game over. She just bounded away from them in the straight. She's had a trial since then, finished last, or near enough to last, but she wasn't asked for any effort whatsoever, and she draws well tomorrow. So I think she'll win again, race seven, number three. And go back to race two, number one in Coda. Now, they ran a 1,600-metre race at the Sunshine Coast two weeks ago. A lot of these horses come out of that race. Every single horse in this race goes to 2,000 for the first time. Encoder's is the one to me that looks as old or lap it up more than the others so at around $5 happy to have something each way race 2 number 1 Encoder beautiful alright from the top race 2 the 1 race
0: 4 the 3 for Chris and uh, we've got race 7 the 3 abounding Um <laughs> and uh, and <laughs> play the multiples on the stampede and the challenge. But I tell you what, I love the concept. Yeah, oh, it's great. And I mean, I love that they're all in town for they this are. and they bring many, and, varied and the stories that you hear about them as well. Yeah, And you'll see them, they'll the all have
9: like, yeah. big, big hats on, yeah, daddy they? in the crowd. You'll see yeah. them there tomorrow all with their hats on and yeah, it's Country to the city. It's and fantastic hats. day. They're they're Not this, you know, That'd city hats dirty. we wear around here. That's right. No, mine's, mine's brand new. <laughs> these <dear>. are real accubres, <laughs> these ones.
1: <laughs> and, and then uh, does that help or qualify for the King of the Mountain? No, this
9: has nothing to do nothing with the King but. of the Mountain.
1: No, okay. is
0: their own thing. And uh, they're both $200,000 races, which yeah. is all. Uh, oh, no, the, the, the Stampedes $100,000. Uh, the Challenge is $200,000. Yeah, one over eleven hundred and the other
9: one over sixteen. Always very competitive.
0: Yeah, all right, mate. Hey, listen, thanks for your help right through the Ah, year. We love it. Thank you, guys. A pleasure, and uh, uh, many winners to you over the Christmas break. You've been in pretty good tipping form. They're not helping you with the weather, are they? No,
9: they're not, guys. Look, pleasure every week coming on many times a week. I love working with you guys, and have a great Christmas. Yeah, Yeah. you
0: too, mate. Mutual thanks, Chris. Chris Dalton joining us there.
9: What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.